This goes out to you, Holden. Some folks like to get away. All right. Take a holiday <laughs> from the neighborhood. Hop a flight to Miami Beach or to Hollywood. But I'm taking a Greyhound on the Hudson River line. Thank God I'm not taking a Greyhound to uh, do this <laughs> I'm move. in a New York state of mind. Yes, I am currently working on Holden's Goodbye New York playlist. Oh my God, that thank will you. Be I was wanting one of those to listen to. tomorrow. Yeah. It will be available when you are listening to this. I'm going to put it up on my Spotify. Look up Jackie Zabrowski. Goodbye, New York. You can't find it right now, though, Holden, so don't even look. It's secret. I love it. Just make sure it's private so that man doesn't steal I make it, it all secret now. We don't need to even get into that, but yes, make your playlist. <laughs> if they are collaborative and you have lots of followers, make your playlist not collaborative or else there's there a badman that comes in and he steals your playlist. There are Spotify <laughs> terrorists out there that just find editable playlists and delete your songs really? as for some sick thrill. Yes, it's it happened to disgusting. Jackie. It's Spotify trolls. Spotify trolls go in and so now all of my playlists are not collaborative. So it was like the ones that I made collaborative for our pop history episodes and stuff like that, that like for Britney Spears, like all the three of our favorite Britney Spears songs and the ones that we talk about in the episode. And this fuckhead <laughs> went in and I we're getting into it, Jackie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was really mad when it happened. I was really mad, but just she so y'all know. She's not it, still um, mad at all. She's completely I'm not so mad. chilling no, on it no. now. <laughs> it's page seven. Uh, I'm never mad. You guys, I love you. Welcome to page seven. And this is Holden's last page seven from New York. He is mm-hmm. moving at the end of the week. And I'm really digging it in. I am also digging it in. You know, it's really interesting. We got to, on my Monday night stream, um, I co-hosted every other week with Carly. She pulled all these photos out from, like, early New York days. We've got pictures from also college, too, that we combed through. That was a really nice way to say goodbye. Because how do you say goodbye to something that no longer exists currently? You know, and I know it's coming back because my whole thing is... You know, you. what did you do, Jackie? You got so drunk you puked on the street every night, just like the old days until you moved to L.A., right? You did your little yes. tour of New York in that way. You just kind of put your lady parts out there and just let anybody uh, take control of them. <laughs> yeah, man, I flew my pussy with pride, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> and But I don't have that. I, yeah, that's sad. You can't yeah. go to... You know, Second Chance and Lady J's. Lady and- J's, I would have probably had my going away. But I will say this, Molly, I'm kind of happy about it. See, I'm an Irish goodbye guy. And I don't want to do the sappy, I'm so sad, I'll never see it again. I'll co- we'll come back when this place is rocking and I've adjusted to L.A. And I'll do this badass, like, final tour of New York in, like, a year or whatever. I pr- I've made this promise to myself. You know, maybe and maybe even a, a big live cowman show, yada, 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 right? But until that time... I'm kind of happy that I can just <laughs> sneak out of here. Because you were like a mess, Jackie. I think I would be more of a mess we if... Had different, I had different goodbye parties every day yeah. of the week <laughs> as of the different factions of people that I That's like me. I'm the opposite of an I Irish love. goodbye. I make a goodbye last for like 45 minutes. I hate I it. I love it. I'm always oh, the goodbye. I hate the goodbyes. goodbye. The crying, the drinking, the revelry, the memories. I love it. But also, you know what? I used to scrapbook. And I think that that really... <laughs> if, if you, if you have scrapbooked in your life... I super do not scrapbook. I don't like 
like taking photos. I don't like me- I don't like memories. I wish I had that men in black wand. I'd use it every day. I don't like memories. Don't like memories? What are you, Bella That's from Twilight? I don't like see this is what I'm glad you're in therapy now because that's exactly what therapy has to undo is I understand I am also someone that really tries to not think about the past because not that I don't want to learn about myself but it's difficult to bring that stuff up and in fact when you told me that Carly pulled up a bunch of pictures from our past I don't want to look at those yeah I had the same reaction I was like I don't actually don't tell me if I'm in any of them don't tell me about it I don't want to know it's so funny there is one of Henry in the dashiki and a night that Carly that rather Henry asked Carly to straighten his hair out and he's giving the camera let's just say a sexy look and it is the most disturbing thing I think I've ever seen in my life I'm gonna have to send that to him actually after this come hither stare if you will yes I will say I wrote a baby corn joke last night um, where the punchline was but officer she gave me a corn hither stare oh my god Jackie (laughs) I don't I don't like memories either. <laughs> I don't like memories either. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just so ready, dude. I was supposed to leave a so- long time before. This is not a COVID ruined New York for me and I'm getting out situation. This was a I was planning on moving to L.A. months ago. And actually, I'm still here because of COVID. So I, I'm I'm just really excited to get to L.A. to get back together with you guys. I'm going to miss you, Molly. Uh, but again, when were we in person last? A year <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> well, and even then, right, like we were, we would be in person a year ago, but for the previous, you know, two years before that, I was kind of out of commission because yeah. I couldn't party and stuff anymore Ooh. either. And even Filled I was like, well, Jackie child. actually did come into New York a couple times and I got to see her, but I couldn't party. You know, I got to like party at Marcus's wedding and stuff. But like, yeah, so I, I feel like I look forward to the future when you guys hopefully just fly in all the time and yep. my children are older. The, to, or, or you guys get a babysitter or whatever yeah. and just yeah. we will let it rip like the old days. But until then... I'm ready for some sunshine, baby, and ready for just a change of pace. Because like I keep saying, I have lived the same day over again, just like everybody else. I've lived the exact same day over and over again for literally an entire year. I am so averse to change, and I've never been so gleeful about a life change before. Like, usually I am terrified and this, that, and the other. I am ecstatic to just be in a different space than this one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I'm just like, it's mind numbing. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock New York. I love you, but you're bringing me down. Uh, I'll be back though. And we will. That's why it'll be perfect when yeah. you hit the Jim Croce song, New York's not my home, which was, see, that was my number one song in leaving New York. And, um, because I felt like it wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. I feel and the same. I feel so the same. It, and not that it, not it just personally of where I was, I needed the change. Also, for my creative growth, I needed the change. And there was a lot of that kind of stuff. And sometimes the best thing to do is to get just even if it's just read. I just redecorated my entire bedroom. I put up blackout curtains. I put up shelves. And you know what? I feel like a more put together person when you just got to take the time sometimes rearrange something just to change something. I'm getting plants. <laughs> change I'm getting something, plants. get plants. I'm putting plants all over that balcony. I think I am getting plants, baby. I'm going to be a plant guy and I want to, I need to get healthy again. I got to wonder what I'm drinking till three in the morning every night. You know what I mean? These things need to change and so I'm excited about it and everybody gets to watch my journey now 
And I just want to thank everybody for being Don't so in love this. with my journey. <laughs> Don't do this. I think you need to come up with come up with a new word for your journey. Can we like I think even if it's is it Holden's quest? His transformative quest? Ooh, Isn't that kind of I like that it's very video gamey. Yeah. Yeah. My transformative quest. Yeah, yes. my quest. And I think that's good for you. My waypoint is in LA and I'm heading towards it so that I can begin <laughs> my quest of the Lord. Yes. And then I can start screaming at you about Twilight. I'm glad I included this in my email this week because I wanted to remind myself (laughs) and I'm publicly not shaming Jeffrey, but I needed you all to know that I was, let's say I was doing a chore and I was screaming at him about how he's such an Edward. I was like, you're such an Edward. You're just being such an Edward right now because he was throwing around our love willy nilly. And he spoiled something in Twilight for me. And I, the look on my face as my face dropped and then as his face dropped. (laughs) And I, and I was like, I didn't know that. He's like, everybody knows that about the end. It was like, I didn't know that. I (laughs) don't think I know The crucial question is how did he know? Has he he read all of the books or has he He's watched all the the movies. movies. He's watched, he's seen all the movies before. Uh, because he had it, he had a past uh, he had a, an ex that loved Twilight, ah. so he had seen all of them before. So in fact, he didn't. Do, I I will just say this is a spoiler, and just go uh, go ahead a little bit if you need to. I don't. I didn't know they get married. I didn't know they get married, and he's like, that's not even the crux of the plot of the last book. And I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. You ruined it, and I cried. <laughs> and I felt the need to to tell you guys, like, I needed to confess this. That this is like, have you ever been to at this point of like, I don't usually care about spoilers, but for this specifically, I've been really trying to avoid spoilers. And everybody out there has done such a great job of not spoiling anything for me. It's been such a wonderful transformative quest that I have been going on through my twilight time. But have you ever had that? Spoil something for you that you were so excited about, and then it got spoiled for you, and then you were, I was upset with myself. I apologize afterwards for how I acted, because it doesn't matter. Have I told this story before? All right, so, it is Christmas 2016, my historically shitty year, right? I know we've had 2020 since then, but... 2016, everybody talked about how that was a shitty year. It was a very shitty year for me. I was still, it was like the, you know, the last year of me working at a job I hated and I felt like alienated from my friends, yada, yada, yada. Cut to Christmas time. I go to my friend's family holiday party. He always like makes us go to this holiday party, right? And so he's got all this family there I've never met. And there's this shitty little kid that kind of reminds me of the shitty kid from A League of Their Own a little bit. Like, he's just like, he's he's like a comically shitty kid. Have a chocolate bar. Gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> he's all covered in chocolate. That is Henry. That was quintessentially Henry. He's a, a child, little bit older. Continue. He's chubby like that. He's got, like, he just looks like a quintessential bully in, like, a cartoonishly stupid kids movie, right? <laughs> and and uh, he finds out that I'm currently reading Harry Potter, and I'm, like, literally on, like, the third book or something. So he thinks it's hilarious to just keep walking up to me and telling me every single spoiler in the entire 
series. No, literally, that's but to not a point, okay. right? But it was like you need to get away from me right now. Like I was like literally like getting furious, which is so awful when you're like that mad at a little kid too. That's like not even your friend's kid. It's like some <laughs> dude you don't know's kid that is like a family member of your friend. Oh no! Wait, how old was I? Was this gonna say kid? how old are we talking? Like twelve. Something a little younger, maybe, maybe more like I, I'm bad with like aging out kids, right? Uh-huh. Like I'm just I don't know, eight to twelve somewhere uh-huh. in there. Little kid, <laughs> but literally just eight keeps coming 12. up to me. I know, Many right? People like people don't know spread. how old kids are, and I think it's so so funny. I, to I watch have them no guys. idea how to mark a child's age <laughs> at all, it. and I'm sure it's, it would be very obvious. Sounds like you're marking them with the devil's claw. <laughs> yeah, I wish I like, could mark them with the devil's claw, but either way. <laughs> so, but I will say I did sort of get my very immature come up. Oh, you I, got comeuppance? What was your comeuppance? I sat him down and I said, let me tell you about a little book series called Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> and I literally That's spoiled. What you did to a child. I told him every spoiler for a, a saga of ice and fire. An adult. Just this one after so the other. <laughs> Hold on, you have to save this for the pilot you eventually write or something. <laughs> it because was it is so I actually bad. I, that is a dick thing for Two the kid to for do. Red wedding, you little <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh, Ned, <laughs> all of it. I just told him every single massive spoiler for that series. And and he you could see it click, click, click. Like you could see it kind of clicking into his head. Like, you'll remember this later. You'll remember this little conversation later when you get into that series. So, uh, yeah, that was my uh, revenge. Even think about it now, I'm so, it's like a stress dream. Like, I couldn't stop this kid from fucking this whole book series up for me just over and over again. Like, and he just thought it was hilarious. I was like, honestly, dude, you're really starting to make me upset, but there's like no getting through to like, a little like that was great for him. He loved how mad he was making an adult. I, I'm not trying to side with the kid because that is you, really annoying. But there is you something that is kind of amazing and hilarious to me about a kid that's just like think about it from the kid's point of view, just yeah. being like, I'm gonna fuck up that adult's entire night. Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. power, you know. My friends thought it was hilarious. They loved it. <laughs> I was literally laughing outside. I was like, this has been the worst year, and that is so par for the course. Like <laughs> that just makes so much sense. Like the one thing Especially that's given me Christmas any joy party. this year was reading those fucking books. Like that was like the one solace I had, I feel like, in a year where I was otherwise miserable in like every aspect of my life. And uh yeah, man, just even remember it's like it's one of those situations where like you can't, it, it reminds me of growing up because when I get angry and now I kind of relish in it and love when friends do this with me, but when I get angry, the angrier I get, the harder my friend group would laugh at me. And so it, it brought me back to that place too, where I'm like, I can do nothing right now. I can't like convince them that I'm legitimately mad because that'll just be funnier to them and to this kid. Like, I, I, it's so painful for me. It's like, um, it's like when people do the repeating game at you. And don't stop. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then the only way to get it to stop is by you stop talking. But that is like also infuriating, right? To be forced <laughs> into silence because this immature shithead is repeating everything you say. I, I, it's ah! That is the kind of stuff, though, as an adult, it does bring up those things of childhood that in the same way of the I'm not touching you game that children play where you're like, you're right. You're not. To, and it, the whole idea of it is you can't get upset when yes. they do it. Yes. But then what do you do when every fiber I've told you guys before when I was nannying that four year old and she would just scream, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. And she would scream it for hours. And like, this is the thing. It's hilarious, right? 
but to a hungover, <laughs> an obese 23-year-old at a fucking playground where I'm also with a 16-month-old, and he's going, fat, 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 because, like, she's saying it over and over again. Uh, and I'm just stone-faced, just trying to not throw the children into the Hudson River. And I thought about it. There would be times I had to call my mother. I'd have to, like, put them on a swing and call my mother and just be like, can you watch them for a second? And be like, she does the all. She won't stop saying it. And my mom's like, put on a steel face. You get back in there. Don't show that it affects you. Yeah. It took days, but she stopped. Um, brutal. Yeah, there is. There is, and it also taps into that young, like, youngest sibling thing to be like, and when you're the youngest sibling and people make fun of you and then you react and then the adults are like, just stop reacting and they'll stop. And so then you're like, what am I, am I? <laughs> I can, we can't all be Molly's in high school. Well, you know, there's I, only I, so I much. was a mime and I still couldn't even control my reaction. Maybe that's why I became a mime. <laughs> <laughs> Just bottle it Bring all up. it back. Let's start pantomiming. Well, that's it, and we'll save it for after um, the podcast is done because I think that would make for very poor. Just hearing us go. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a lot of mouth noises. I guess it'll be an eating pantomime. Just hearing our hands whooshing through the air into the microphone. <laughs> but. Before we do our pantomime lessons, we gotta talk about the MyPillow-Jane Krakowski relationship that the internet went aflame for. Have you guys been seeing this everywhere? Talk about not reacting. You gotta be Jane Krakowski and you gotta just be like, this doesn't bother me, but it, it would be enraging. This doesn't bother me. It's so weird. They both are like, this is not a thing. And everyone's it's like, so weird. I don't understand. Like both literally the my pillow guy's like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and Jay Krause's like, no. She's like, I've never met the man. And the the daily is it the Daily Mail, right? Was the the first story. And it, it's like yeah. the list of bullet points. Can I read the list of bullet points? Because yes. it really tells you Please. everything you need to know. I was just dying reading these bu- these bullet points. So the my pillow guy, of course, is the guy. If you ever watch any late night TV, you'll see him with his pillow factory. Uh, but he also is now famous for being like very cool with Trump and having like notes about like how to start martial law and stuff very recently. Um, so here's the the headline at the Daily Mail is exclusive Trump loving my pillow CEO Mike Lindell has secret romance with 30 Rock actress Jane Krakowski and wooed her with flowers and champagne in a relationship that baffled her friends. It's a it's a six line headline. <laughs> and the the bullet points I'm gonna do them real fast my pillow CEO Mike Lindell had a secret nine month romance with 30 rock star Jay Krakowski according to one friend the relationship between the unlikely pair was an open secret in New York's West Village the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt star 52 and her Minnesota based lover 59 were regularly seen in each other's company sources said one said it surprised me uh, it surprised many of Jane's friends because she's such an icon in the gay community but here she is dating one of Trump's big, biggest business backers <laughs> Next bullet point. We'd always joke that Jane had so much money she couldn't afford couldn't she afford her own my pillow? They added. <laughs> next next bullet, bullet point. Another source revealed Lindell had wooed the actress for close to a year, showering her with gifts and flowers. They added, 
She had, she said she had known him for about eight years and that they had been friends, but then they started a relationship about a year ago. But Lindell's romance with Krakowski, 52, this is all before the article starts, by the way, uh, <laughs> came to an end this past summer. After a weekend together at the actress's rented Hamptons beach house, when approached by DailyMail.com, Krakowski denied even knowing Lindell and said only, quote, I've never met the man. I've Last never bullet met point, the man. Lindell said, quote, I have never even heard of Jane Krakowski. Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I believe. I, and, but yeah, that pre-article is an article in itself. Might as well just be the article. I don't even know what else you, there is to gain from reading the article. Just, it's these kind of things that I really don't get. I mean, obviously we're talking about it, but I don't understand the kind of people that lie about this stuff. Even this quote in the Daily Mail from a friend of Jane Krakowski that was like, Jane was impressed that Mike had turned his life around from his recovery from crack cocaine and <laughs> alcohol addiction to now being sober and worth hundreds of millions of dollars why are they lying about it? I just, I don't, who, I guess, I mean, I imagine they get paid. I'm sure they get paid for these kind of things. But it's just such a weird thing that in my brain, because this is what happens, I'm like, such a crazy thing that everyone says how they're a staple uh, of the village and everything. Like, is none of it true? Is it I don't really, think so. like, do they actually not know each other at all? Jackie, Why I then? think that based on especially the articles you sent this Weak, even, especially that these article writers are having a rough time of it these days. That Vulture article about Sean Mendez's Chipotle Bowl was the saddest thing I think I've ever read because of how just you, how badly you can tell they just have nothing to write about. That they, they had to drive to two hours to go eat a Chipotle Bowl and then go home. And, and, and the, the article is definitely paid for by the word. There's so much filler. It's not even a, a joke by the end of it. And it's just sad. You can just tell how sad the person is. I had to send it to you guys because it was the longest review of a, a food item at Chipotle I had ever seen. Look up on Vulture. I ate the Sean Mendez bowl the way Sean intended. Honestly... Hilarious article, though. I got to throw it out there to her because you know what? She definitely wrote a very long article about the Sean Mendez bowl at Chipotle that I was just like, again, it, there's nothing going on. It is Chikovian how sad it is. Let me just read the final paragraph <laughs> of this Chikovian. vulture article about this Chipotle bowl called the Sean Mendez bowl. Back at home. My mom asked to try my cold, half-eaten Sean Mendez bowl that we had expended so much time and gas to retrieve. Before we'd even left, my mom solemnly told me, you know there's no actual bowl, right? Thinking that the Sean Mendez bowl was some sort of commemorative kitchenware, like the collectible plates McDonald's used to do for Disney movies. She couldn't understand all this hubbub over a bowl that was a Sean Mendez bowl in name alone. So she tried a bite. She agreed it was salty. I wrote down exactly what she said. It tastes like a mistake. That is the last paragraph of that article. And it is just abysmally depressing. This person does not want to be writing articles like these, I don't think. I think that they would they want for a wish for a better world. 
But this is I where think they're that at. They did a great. I mean, this person also wrote, "I made Drake's nasty birthday macaroni and cheese." I think I really do appreciate <laughs> the amount of effort this writer puts into making something out of nothing. Because there's <laughs> things like the Jane Krakowski my pillow thing. There's also the Lily Reinhardt story. That if you've been following Lily Reinhardt, obviously Betty from Riverdale. Obviously. Obviously, which, yes, another Riverdale Roundup will be out for you later on this week. That there was an interview with her in Seventeen Magazine, and she didn't give the interview. Yeah, that's a head scratcher. She was like, and they didn't even say anything weird. She was like, there was nothing inappropriate that was said. It just wasn't me. Like, what an extremely (laughs) weird. If you're going to impersonate Lily Reinhardt, at least say, like, one really fucked up thing. At least say, I still bang Cole Sprouse. Or, like, include (laughs) something in it that would get the internet aflame. But instead. How sad is that? They just wanted to be treated like her for a little bit. And just, like, do a realistic And do a real interview. interview. Yeah. Why are we not talking about the mental health issues of everyone <laughs> at this point in our country of what's going on? You want an indication of mental health issue? Here is just one more short little bit from that Vulture article about the Shamanist Bowl. You see, the Sean Mendez Bowl has neither tomatoes nor jalapenos nor salsa, only corn salsa, which isn't salsa. It's corn. <laughs> this made me unspeakably sad. I pictured, I pictured Camilla Cabello making Sean dinner and the dinner upsetting his tummy and it being a whole thing. The car now smelled like cauliflower and sadness as we wheeled it around and started our two-hour journey back. How? Where does this person live that they don't live within two hours of a Chipotle? I guess Canada. 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 Yeah, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> They should have given that to a different writer. Uh, this writer is obviously funny, and it was supposed to be a funny piece, but it's it's one of those things. Like, I feel like this, like the internet in like 2012 was like this, right? It was like, oh, I'm going to eat a funny kind of Oreo and write about right. it. And it was it's, like kind of fun. There was like, you know, everybody had to write 12 posts a day, and it was like, and got that paid like $30,000 a year, and it was terrible. Yeah. So they would do like, I, I'm going to eat fucked up candy corn and here's my review. And so, but in, in the like dearth of news now and the dearth of celebrity news, even like, I mean, not, yeah, specifically celebrity news. There's a lot of other news, but the dearth of celebrity news to, to, they're obviously trying to like, you know, chase that, chase that always receding line of like fun earlier internet. And it, this just, I feel like the fun earlier internet, it's just not fun right now because, Nothing's fun. Yeah. Agreed. Except us. No. We're very fun. Except we're fun. We're, we're fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're fun. We're not mad. We're not mad that you're not touching us. You can keep not touching us all you want. We're not mad. I don't care that the kids spoiled the books for me. I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> well, I'm still upset. They get married. What happened to the will? They won't they. All right. It's all gone. They get married. I can't believe you're spoiling it for everybody out of your yeah. revenge. By the way, you were like, skip it. this part if you don't want spoilers. And then you just spoiled it again uh, completely well, randomly. Apparently everybody knows that everybody knows. <laughs> and I know nothing about Twilight. I've made this very clear. Uh, I know nothing about it. All I knew was that there was a thing about Team Edward or Team Jacob. That's all I knew. Uh, that's all. That's it. Jeff done fucked up, bro. No, no joke. <laughs> no lie, bro. That is brutal. But he, I mean, who knows? Maybe they still won't It was so cute, they. though, because it wasn't in a way, like it wasn't malicious 
in the slot, like right. at all, at all, at all. And if someone, he's like, you were just kept screaming, you're just like Edward, you're just like Edward. And I thought that that was something that you knew. And that was his version of you're fat, you're fat. And that's oh the full God. circle of it, Jackie. It, Oh my God, all the he dogs and all the she dogs. So the thing is that Jane Krakowski is not the same person as Kim Cattrall. No. But I am going to throw that out there that sometimes I confuse them visually. Really? And that might be, you know, that's just me. Even though I've watched many years of both 30 Rock and Sex in the City. But you know how we were talking about Kim Cattrall scatting with her husband? We just really yes, go for it. We just really go for it. <laughs> man. Man alive with the she-dogs and the he-dogs. <laughs> and the they-dogs, if you will. But a lovely young person wrote into us at page7podcast at gmail.com um, explaining, and I did not know this, that Kim Cattrall co-wrote a book called Satisfaction, the Art of the Female Orgasm. So he started looking into this book, and um, I have, it is on its way to me currently, but um, <laughs> some of the downfalls of buying from smaller bookstores is that it takes a little bit longer. But I am going to read this book because I'm very interested because apparently some of her tips are great and some of them are not. And we all know I'm there for the ones that are not. But what really struck me about it is that apparently Kim Cattrall wrote it because she had never had an orgasm before. And she was playing Samantha on Sex and the City. She had never had an orgasm. And then she met her husband, Mark, at the time, who was the same Mark that does the jazz with her. And he showed her what orgasms Ooh, were. So they wrote this jazz. book. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to need you to rewind. She wrote this book because she had never had an orgasm. Okay, interesting. Many women have never had orgasms. But this all sure. happened after she was Samantha in Sex and the City? Yes. Wow. This was in 2002. What? This was in 2002. So it was in the middle of it. So this was her third marriage. And <sighs> um, that in, in 2002... This book was released. It chronicled her sexual awakening at the hands of her husband, Mark Levinson. And now every time I watch the He Dogs and the She Dogs video, <laughs> which, yes, has been multiple times this week, I just think about their fucks. Now all I can think about is how they, how, like, with every pluck of the, what is that, big, big guitar, big Bass. Big bad guitar. Bass. Bass? Upright bass, guitar? bass. Upright bass. Yes. Big dad the guitar? Bad guitar. Big the bad guitar. Like a bad oh, boy. Like bad a bad guitar. boy. I thought you said yeah. big dad guitar. I was like, God, what is happening to your brain? They're <laughs> married. <laughs> no, his, his, his chaps are a little flouncy for my taste. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Um, um, I meant um, Twilight. They're married. Oh, <laughs> God. It's like I forgot for a second. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, it's a big bad guitar. And now I, all I can just think of him is plucking away at her blood-filled bottom nethers. That would, and go for her. That would make sense, though, her lack of judgment when it comes to the scat singing she does, the improvisational scat singing, because I think maybe having waiting that long to get a real O and then getting one, I think it just makes you loopy and think that you could film yourself scat singing over... Your husband's bass playing, you know what I mean? Or I don't even know what you call that, improvisational 
It's improvisational jazz. <laughs> it, it, it's improv- improvisational scatting. I mean, I'm, I need somebody to write a book about the acting method behind being Samantha and never having had an orgasm. I guess there is a distinction I'm interested in also. Are we talking about ever or with penetrative sex with a man? But mm. if she's saying ever... Wow. I mean, I just... Can you imagine being the fucking face of sex for women and being like, I don't really know because... Uh, honest question. Uh, does she actually have O's in the show? Yeah. they all. Yeah, like, they all do. Right. I mean, I know they fuck in the show, but, like, does she actually... Because that is a real talent. If she's they having convincing O's... probably have a conversation about... This very thing in the show. Yes. I'm, you know, oh, yes. They definitely do have conversations about faking it and about, you know, orgasms during sex and stuff. So, she, what, uh, whatever the opposite of a method actor is, you know, yeah. be, really being out of your element. Yeah. I will say, I, I do feel, unfortunately, there are at least a couple of years in every person's life where you get pretty good at faking it. And I don't, as a point, ever fake it. I haven't faked it in a very, very long time because I feel that it is um, not respectful to your partner. But I also understand sometimes when you're just fucking tired and you just are like, yeah, 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 I did it just because I'm ready to go to sleep. And I imagine that's what she got used to in in being Samantha, but also was used to faking it Uh because she'd never been possibly with... But this is also her third husband. So I imagine... It probably had something to do with why her marriages ended, or maybe they just weren't good. But there's also some people that are not physically able to have an orgasm, and that's just that's a whole other ball game. That's you know that's unpacking trauma. That's lots of other things. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, no shade to people who haven't who haven't either had one you know on their own or had one you know figured out the best way to have one with pattern of sex with somebody with a penis but like I, I i'm just so amazed at like the idea of being cast in a role that is probably the most famous role for a woman like who likes sex like especially right? at that time and to be like i don't actually and right it's like I was going to say what a loss, but of course, right. Some people don't care. Some people are fine to not have them or whatever, but like, I mean, there's a a lot of times sex is still fun without no, you know, you know, it's like, it should be the end all be all, all of that. Right. But it also is so reflectless. Like we were talking about the last time we talked about sex in the city, how it was such a product of its time. I feel like it is a crucial data point in how like, uh, you know, women's sexuality was so not like, known that much talked about prioritized that it that you could get to the point where you're on your third marriage and you are cast in this role and it's still like fairly normal to be like yeah no i've not had an orgasm like that is just so interesting and i hope something that is different now Mm. Ugh, I do. I do hope. And you know what? Something else that is different now in a great one great way and one really fucking horrible way. Number one. Mazel, congrats to Jojo Siwa. Jojo Siwa, who is, you know, my elf in crime, who was on Top Elf with me for an episode, so now we're besties, <laughs> um, came out this week 
But what really upset me, so I've heard about this thing before. Had you guys heard about the term swatting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a big thing in gaming. This in is, the game community. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, it's just this dumb thing where if you get a SWAT team to show up at somebody's house by, like, calling in, like, a terrorist, like, bomb threat. Like, it has to be, like, really intense. And the SWAT team comes kind of like, you know, the end of a Christmas Vacation, uh, the movie, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, where they all just, like, bust through the doors and all that stuff, and it's very scary. And, um, yeah, someone has died from it, too. So it is really scary. Um, I don't understand how this is something that people aren't being held responsible for. Oh, they so are. Georgia Seabot came out. Are they good? Yeah, they they get, they get usually they get got, and they end up, oh, there's great pictures of um, uh, toxic nerd boys like crying in court because their entire life's ruined because they then thought why would, would you do it in the to... first place it's so dangerous i'd heard about this but then it happened to jojo siwa because the media wanted pictures of her because she just came out so yeah. they swatted her and she comes out with her hands up because all these cops and then all this media comes out just to take pictures I maybe I'm just an old I'm officially an old person. But like, what are you fucking talking? She even says, like, I would have come out of my house eventually. Uh huh. Just wait. I'm going to come out at some point. I'd rather you not park up outside of my house. But that's so terrifying. Yeah, I, I will say I think swatting is the same thing as like. Those men who stormed the building. I think when you're just at home all the time <laughs> looking at dumb parts of the Internet, you just get such a disassociation with reality. And I really do think that they don't understand that, like, this is real life and there's real consequences. Again, the guy getting kicked off the airplane and put on the no-fly list crying. He's like, they're calling me a terrorist. It's like, yeah, dude, because you became one. And you didn't even realize it because you think that this isn't, like, real life for some reason. I get it because it's weird because you, like... Especially now, we just, like, live in a box or whatever. You know what I mean? So you really start to diso dissociate. But it's just so funny. And I think that really is what, what this kind of stuff is, too. But go, you go, uh, person. I'm going to say person. It's right? so strange to do this, too, to, like, a child. I mean, she's 17 <laughs> now. But, like, to be, do it like she literally makes videos for young children. It's a... I, the, I know she's famous and stuff, and I know the paparazzi still the paparazzi, but it's just a, it's a very strange thing to be like, we need the child for the children's start, and we need a picture of her being gay, you know? <laughs> it's just, I just don't, I don't get it. Again, I know I don't work in that, any side of the media. It's just all those things. It's like we were talking about with Ben Affleck last week, with them waiting outside of his house, and there is another... Um, <laughs> it got even better since we last talked about it. Whatever our friends nerdy nerdy big ups to you um sent us a article from page six that was ben affleck balances packages and coffee while attempting to keep his pants up and it's sad because all right holden you're gonna learn this when you get here but every couple of days out of the year it rains in los angeles and los angeles <laughs> flips out because yeah. they don't know what to do. Right. They're driving like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it's like everything is bumper cars. Everyone's screaming. Everyone's going, oh my God, my hair. Regardless <laughs> of the fact that we've all been inside for 10 months. And this picture was on one of the days it happened to rain and all of his packages are wet and he's trying to hold all the packages in the rain and then his pants fall down and they have <laughs> pictures of not, not all the way down but you can see his ass and you can see his old navy underpants and i just 
that sucks. I've been there. That <laughs> sucks so hard. But look at me. I'm smiling. Aren't I? I think I needed it. Yeah, see, that what like, there's a lot of good memes, you know? It's like, it's there's a lot of great memes of, like, all the things he's, you're trying to balance. I've, I feel, I do feel bad laughing at Ben Affleck because I do worry about just how much he has become the face of the sad boy, but... I feel like it's different than with Jojo Siwa because she is literally still, you know, a child. She's like, 17 years old. And yes, he Ben Affleck was like a little boy wonder or whatever. But then he just went on to just be like a man fucking doofus. And so I feel a little <laughs> bit less. A little bit boy less. wonder to man doofus. That's a glow down. Uh, <laughs> it is a glow down. And we can only hope for Jojo Siwa. Hopefully that will help her. Um you know, her transformative quest into becoming a full adult, because I do look at her, you know, it's like this persona probably is not forever sustainable because she's very young. And I can't imagine I'm only 33. I can't imagine dancing all the time. I'm tired. <laughs> and so I imagine that will change in time. But I do say guffaw because someone wrote on one of her Post like my daughter will never watch you again in response to her coming out as queer and her response was just okay good for you fuck yeah man it made me laugh that's too how because you should deal with it in her post she's like you know i'm not gonna get really specific about how i identify right now um like i don't exactly know like you know what i want to say and it's not really anybody's business but i do want to say i'm part of this community which is like super cool and i just love how just yeah. extremely queer the younger generations are but it also reminded i was trying i was like what does this remind me of there was a thing where a couple of months ago i think it was eric trump said uh i'm part of the lgbtq community and he I, he just meant to be like i don't hate them but everyone was like are you saying that you're gay and then it was like a big like no 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 i'm not actually no when i said i was part of that community i meant i didn't mean i was in any way, it means I support queer. Them. Yeah, like and so, <laughs> I, I, it, like the idea of people being like, "Yeah, I'm part of that community," in the sense that I'm not a homophobe, is like very different than, like, I feel like kids in this generation are just like, "Yeah, I think basically everybody's a little gay," which I think is just absolutely wonderful. God, isn't it great? It is one of those things that I am just so envious of the generation that is coming up. I'm just like, "Fuck yeah, man!" I know, you fucking me too. do it. Do it in the same way that maybe bubble concerts will be what our future holds. Did you guys see the picture of the Flaming Lips COVID safe space bubble concert? Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. Everyone there, it like every bubble, you could fit one to three people in. And so you could be inside the bubble in the audience. And enjoy the Flaming Lips show. And goddamn, if just the Flaming Lips is one of my, it's one of my favorite bands. And the fact that they are making their ethereal show that is already so cool and so beautiful into now this almost otherworldly. I don't know how it works. I feel like I might have a panic attack probably 45 minutes into being in the bubble. But, um... It's still really, really cool. I feel like they're the best band for it. Yeah, exactly. They're no stranger to the bubble. They've been coming out in bubbles, or at least Wayne Coyne has, uh, uh, for a long time now. Uh, yes. So it's cool that they're bringing it to the audience. They were strangely prepared for this circumstance. So what's cool is they plan to continue to do these shows. 
uh, for people. And obviously, I think my number one is getting to a concert I th- in terms of when when things get back to normal. I think that is like my number one thing I just would I, I fantasize about because, again, I had a fucking concert ticket for a show a month last year until everything got canceled. So I was really getting into my groove with this stuff. But um, yeah, I when I, I saw Flaming Lips of Bonnaroo uh, in like 07 or something. And the show absolutely blew my mind. And I mean, they were doing bubbles well before even that year. So, uh, yeah, big ups to them. I hope maybe more people can incorporate. Honestly, the whole way it seems to be affecting concerts, the bubble aside, outdoor, spaced out, everybody gets like a big square of space. I ain't against that, COVID. So, uh. <laughs> no, I'm kind of, I'm completely here for it. And even if I have to, I was just saying this to Jeff yesterday, even if I have to have a mask on, I must see the number one thing I miss a hundred percent is movie theaters. And uh, we watched the Godzilla or the Kong versus Godzilla mm. trailer yesterday, mm-hmm. which Kong punches Godzilla in the face. <laughs> it looks great. I love movies like that. And I was like, I will sit with a mask on in a movie theater because I must see that movie in a movie theater. I will, I refuse to watch it at home. I refuse to watch it at home. <laughs> I want to see that monkey punch that lizard in the face. And I want it to be big. Have you guys ever seen like those videos? I don't know. Maybe I just get a lot of targeted advertisements for these like adult adventure courses. And they put the adults inside like a big hamster ball. You know, like it's a big blow up hamster ball. And then you like run at other adults and like bonk yeah, them with the yeah, big yeah. hamster ball. Um, yeah. You're making me sad about your algorithm right now. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All of my ads are either for like, like people assume I run a toddler gym because I just have so many gym mats and things <laughs> in my house to try to tire my children out. But then also I like adult uh play things like I like fun bouncy things and stuff and so I get a lot of ads for these big adult hamster balls and that's what the bubbles remind me of yes. and I feel like you could combine you could go into the movie theater just roll in and your big adult hamster ball you know I'm worried I would get hurt inside one of those that like, can we pad inside but then how do you see out oh god I don't know I, <laughs> I feel like I need I would like we were talking about with the Heelys last week I immediately am like oh god but falling on all that hard plastic <laughs> In the same way, I've been really pushing, trying to get more inflatable. I want in more inflatable furniture. And um, what Love I forget it. about inflatable furniture is when you would jump on it, but you'd hit the seam. And like a <laughs> yes. seam, like uh, there's one point I had a big slash yeah, across my slice, face yeah. because I hit the seam and it just cut my face. But I thought then I was going to look really cool. Like, oh, I got this cool face scar and I don't. So one of uh, the big songs from my very first band back in middle school uh, was about an inflatable chair. It was called I Want to Sit in a Comfortable Chair. And it goes like this. I want to sit in a comfortable chair. It's a chair that's made out of air. I want to sit in a comfortable chair. Sit back. It just don't care. And it was literally about my friend Pat's inflatable chair that I love to sit in. And, uh, <laughs> you wrote a song. I wrote a song. Wow. I liked it so much. Oh my god! Can we have that be the? Can we play it on the show? I have a friend who has the original, uh, who does have this. Uh, I think somewhere. So I will uh, hit him up it. and see if we, we can get it, it. On, the, on the the actual. Please, podcast. I want to sit in a comfortable chair, a chair made out of air. I <laughs> agree, a hundred percent. We got to get rid of the seams. <laughs> 
And I also we gotta we gotta hear some musical stylings, I think, from Cher here in just a second for um uh for my celebrity conspiracy segment. What do you believe in? The fact that Stephen King killed John Lennon? Wow. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Knocking my socks off right now. Back Why not? in 2009, a man at the Sarasota, Sarasota City Commission meeting in Florida named Steve Lightfoot spoke out during the public comment section of the meeting. Lightfoot said, I'm from California. I'm known by 10% of Florida. I'm known by 50% of California. I'm the man exposing the truth about John Lennon's murder. Stephen King, Casey Key resident, shot John Lennon. He's not suing me. My van says it all over the place. Stephen King is the worst criminal the state of Florida has ever harbored. And he had many signs stating his theory. Uh, Sarasota mayor at the time, Lou Ann Palmer, informed him the comments must be reserved for at these meetings for only matters that relate to the city of Sarasota. <laughs> she then summoned police chief Peter Abbott, who escorted the man and his many signs out of the chamber. Uh, so that's the evidence Whoa. for. The evidence against is that Stephen King is not Mark David Chapman, who actually <laughs> killed John Lennon. So what do you guys think uh, on this one? Have you ever been to Sarasota before? <laughs> I trust yeah, everything that comes from you, Sarasota. Jackie. This is a Florida story. <laughs> Man, just, just do I love me some Sarasota. I will. Um, it is. I, maybe this is not like commonly known about Sarasota, but as someone that is from Florida, I feel like every time you're like, oh, you're from Sarasota. Ah, uh, makes sense. That <laughs> yeah. kind of a feeling. It's yeah. a beautiful place. It really is, but it is not just not where the um where like the hit things are happening. You know what I mean? And I imagine that he wouldn't have his finger on the pulse. I mean, it does have, you know, the Ringling Museum of Art, so that's kind of fun. But um it's it's just another little beach town. I'm gonna say it's true. I Trust it, and I follow it to the death. There you go. All right. Same. Yeah, I'm Stephen down. Lightfoot. He did it. Okay. He did it. Wow. He I really it. thought it was not going to, that was not going to be the he verdict. he gone too far, he did it. Guilty as charged. Remember that? Wasn't that a Dave Matthews Band song? Uh, I eat Don't too much. I drink too much. Too much. <laughs> uh, I remember that. It's an imagine song. Also, all oh, the little ants are marching. Ooh, and throw. That's about you the Olympic City. love Dave Matthews. And I remember, of course, in the little tiny boy's room, which is a very fun. And I crash into you like a tiny boy in a tiny boy's room. You love <laughs> Dave Matthews I band. actually had, I did at one point. I saw them a couple times in concert. Uh, I think anybody who went to a private school in, let's say, Charlotte, North Carolina, at some point <laughs> or another, kind of had to at least pretend to like Dave Matthews, though I did legitimately like Dave Matthews. I can play satellite on guitar. Satellite in my eyes like a diamond in the sky. How I wonder. Satellite in the tiny boy's room. <laughs> it's time for the list. Oh! oh who's on, on the list? list? Jackie, Jackie gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. Head scratching lies told by famous actors. Mm. 
Did you know that Vin Diesel said he used to be a Beastie Boys backup dancer? <laughs> when Ad Rock was asked about when Ad Rock ha, was asked about his claim, the musician said it wasn't true. He thinks Adam Yuck might have helped Diesel get into a dance club once, and that the actor might have misinterpreted that as being a part of the band in hmm. some way. That is a misinterpretation, certainly. It certainly. Yeah. Definitely is. This is, man, it's so crazy when things just come out of your mouth sometimes. And then you look back and you're like, why did I say that? Like, why did Tyrese say that Will Smith gave him $5 million for his custody battle? Because in a 2017 Instagram rant, Tyrese claimed that his estranged wife was pregnant, that he's broke, and that Smith gave him $5 million. A couple of weeks later, the actor admitted he made it all up and blamed his outburst on antidepressant medication. I do that all the time, like when I'm screaming at my partner about he's just like Edward, and I say, baby, baby, it's the Prozac that did it. It's not <laughs> me, baby, uh, it's the Prozac that did it. I have to just believe slightly some of this. I've never had a medically induced rant happen no it definitely can happen with antidepressants i was just making a joke but no, i know you were but i i'm just saying it's so foreign to me the idea that like i could take like a medication and then just be like ah uh, the holocaust is a re you know what i mean like uh, <laughs> or like whatever and then wake up and be like i didn't mean that i don't that's so terrifying the one i'm the most scared of is the old person medication that makes you ga a gambling addict that one scares what? me there's that's just like one of the side effects of like certain medications, and I think this happens a lot with old people, like overnight they just turn into a gambling addict. You know what I mean? And like that's a side effect of the medication, which is like terrifying. <laughs> like, oh, well. I mean, in the same, remember Accutane? Remember when all that stuff was going down with Accutane? When like in Florida, I don't know if this was in, in a countrywide story that it was like, so many teenagers were committing suicide because Accutane was affecting them, which is an acne medication yeah, it's like not and, worth it brah <laughs> yeah and one of and a teenager flew a like a, a small plane into a building Jesus, because he was like that's what my brain was saying to do because of the accutane well this is a fun and, pop culture show i will say also what's the sleep induced the roseanne one and other people what's that one the sleep inducer that makes people pop off oh, um Ambien. Ambien. I will say I had to. Ambien's nuts. I had to. I had to say put the put my foot down with Lexi with Ambien because she took it one night. I was sitting there playing video games. She popped up out of bed, walked over to the kitchen, poured a massive glass of wine, slammed it, and I was like, "Lexi, what are you doing?" And she just looked at me, just like, nah, "I don't know," and then just like <laughs> went back to bed. I was like, "That's not." Oh, and she had no you recollection. <laughs> I was like, that's not okay. We're not you doing that cannot. anymore. You cannot. Well, then, but then there's things like this. Todd LaTurret, who is an actor in Better Call Saul, lied about how he lost his arm. So it's the actor in it that doesn't have an arm. He admitted mm. that he cut his own arm off during a psychotic oh, episode. Oh, my God. Almost 20 years ago, he told people it was an Afghanistan war injury in order to secure more acting I think jobs. cutting your own arm off is way cooler. Yeah. Than uh, Afghan mean, war in oh, injury. Or than secret drinking in the middle of the night. <laughs> man, we used to we used to take too much Ambien in high school. Uh, we definitely, yeah. man, things get oval. And and then you would like try to stay up on it. And then Ugh. it's just, it's a, it's wow. a weird, it's a weird, Ugh. it's a weird one. That does um, not sound fun. 
Speaking of Twilight, Robert Pattinson keeps lying about being a hand model. (laughs) As recently as 2019, Pattinson told the same story he's been telling in interviews for over a decade, that he used to do women's hand modeling as a child. However, the story is a complete fabrication, which he himself admitted to Jimmy Kimmel all the way back in 2011. What is fun Is that over by the little gardening store I like to go to, he did do hair modeling when he was very young because there's this one barber shop next to the garden store that has a picture of young Robert Pattinson. But it's like an old barber shop. And every time I look at it, it's like, well, he wasn't lying about doing any of that if he ever talks about that. But maybe that's just not as fun as being a hand model. Or I guess once you tell a lie, then you kind of just got to keep it up. Yeah, well, uh, you skipped uh, Steve Renazizi, and that's definitely, it was interesting. I heard that's, very, and obvious, yeah. for obvious reasons, it's just a very dark tale. But yeah, it's the, he actually talked through what it was like. Like, it just started at, as this little thing that he said, and then it caught fire. Because people, it was very, you know, that he was in 9-11. If you're not aware, Steve Renazizi, who's in The League, and it's one of my favorite shows, lied about being in um, the World Trade Center on 9-11. And I think he did, like, Howard Stern or something, but he got in-depth, and it's very, I could kind of see it. I mean, that's really extreme, but definitely if it's, like, just a small, like, lie, like being a hand model or something, and you say it once... But then it catches the ear of people and it becomes the thing. And then all of a sudden you're, you're just in too deep and, and slowly you're just starting to elaborate more and more or stick to it more and more because of how painful and difficult it would be to do a 180 on that. At that point, you just kind of put yourself go in a, back. It's just a slippery it sucks, slope. Yeah, man. Oof, I go man. back and forth between being like, literally, how could you do that? Like, how could you yeah. lie for a decade about being a uh, hand model when it didn't happen? But then also being like. T- especially as a comedian, be like, yeah, I'm telling a story. I'm, I'm yeah. embellishing a little bit. I get it carried away. You, you know? get a right. good reaction from it. It right. just is something that just as a, any kind of entertainer, it just does kind of happen. And it sucks to admit. And sometimes you just kind of got to fall on your own sword. Like what? And of course, we're going to end this with Ben Affleck lied about getting the back tattoo, because we remember when this happened, (laughs) when the pictures came out of his huge Phoenix back tattoo, the full, not very good back (laughs) tattoo that he has. And Affleck told the press it was a fake tattoo he got for a movie. But about a year later, after no movie came out featuring him with the tattoo, the actor finally admitted that the tattoo was, in fact, real. Why does everything this guy do like everything he does just just emanates just sad boyness he is just like such that is such a sad lie to be like yeah no it's not everyone hates it but it's a good thing it's temporary and then a year passes and it's like yeah so it's actually not temporary it's no real. no it's like <laughs> no it's like not it's, it, no, no, it's a, that's a that's a real one i love it though and it is still i that's rough that's rough to just rough. because he might not like the tattoo or maybe he just doesn't want anyone to be in his business, which I also understand. But um, it's another it's sad, sad boy, Ben Affleck. Am I feeling for him now? Like, am I, have I really come complete full circle that I'm just like, oh, oh, this is the strange place I find myself in for the last two weeks being like, am I? extremely sympathetic to Ben Affleck? What is going on with me? I know, and it's like, it's like, am I going blind? 
Oh! Yeah, I think I'm going blind! Items! Oh, oh we, we can't, can't see them! You do know the photos of the A-list, mostly movie actor, who sometimes directs and has horrible decision-making skills when it comes to tattoos, arranges for those viral photos to be taken. He knows they will be a hit, plus he gets a bunch of money each time from the fast food chain. No way, the Dunkin' Donuts is all a lie? Ben is lying to us? So well, don't feel too okay, bad, Okay, well that's great, Molly. because I've been feeling what? really fucking conflicted about my empathy for Ben Affleck, so I'm glad I can just throw it out the damn window. Apparently he is raking in the dough with Good. those sad boy photos from Dunkin' Donuts. They're paying him every no. time. Wow. Wow. Since I'm such a rube. <laughs> I'm such a rube. Why did I? Why do I even allow myself to feel anything anymore? You know, Never it's all feel. a fucking I lie. I have been biting everything my is a big lie. dumb tongue so long in this episode, <laughs> listening to all this stuff. Oh my God, we are rubes. That. Wow. Why would we fall for it, Molly? <laughs> every time he always has. In the most recent photos, he literally has the straw in his mouth in every picture. I like know he can't I get enough. Bad. Of this Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> iced coffee that he just has to keep sucking on it while his pants fall down. Come yeah, on, you rude. The coffee. I mean, as, as we <laughs> talked about last week, when you need your coffee, you need your coffee. Oh, so funny. I'm so glad I finally got to let that. I was like, I have to do this now. I am definitely going blind right now because Molly, for the third time I this episode, is talking about how bad it. she feels for Mr. What was it? Wonder Doofus or whatever you called him. Uh, <laughs> Why are we? Uh, see, this, you're right. Molly, we can never have emotions. Leave your emotions at the fucking door. Unbelievable. But, you know, I'm relieved because I didn't want to like that guy. You're right. So now I, I didn't want to like to. him. There you go. I didn't want to like him. <laughs> there you go. I didn't want to like him. You knew this. You heard me say it. You go. You go, girl. <laughs> Thank you. You're <laughs> All right. Next up. Look no further than the one named North of the Border singer who was responsible for infecting this permanent A-plus list comedian with COVID. She knew she had it, but partied with him anyway. And I'm surprised this wasn't a story this week. I guess people getting COVID's like not the funnest story, but big. Is Celine Dion the singer? No, big name. No, 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 (laughs) Celine Dion. Because she's Canadian. You said Canadian, right? Yeah, maybe you start with the comedian. Do you guys know the A-plus list comedian that got diagnosed with COVID this week? I've actually stopped looking at those because I'm just like, well, everyone, it makes me sad. Yeah. It just need, makes this me sad. This is a big now. one. This is a big one. Just think about the biggest comedians on the planet. Oh, Chappelle. Yes. Oh, yes. And and Chappelle just had to cancel all those shows. Yes. Wait, so I thought you said that it was... The North of the Border singer that gave it to him. Very hip. Yes. Oh. Very hip. Okay, here's the connection. Who does <laughs> that, Dave Chappelle... So you're saying Celine, Celine Dion it's didn't give Dave Celine Chappelle Dion. COVID because that Did would be an give, interesting story. It's another it funny person to do it, though. Okay, let's do a one-to-one-to-one to try to figure this out. Who has Dave Chappelle been doing a bunch of shows with in Texas? What other big comedian slash podcaster has Dave Chappelle been doing a ton of live shows with? I'm even just friends with comedians like Michelle Wolf and stuff who do the shows. So I just know this. What meathead dude that I'm mean, this oh, Molly Joe, does Does he work like. with Joe Rogan? Is it yes. Joe Rogan? Okay. See, I know nothing about the Joe Rogan world. So okay, so who does Joe Ro- who has Joe Rogan famously had on his show that would maybe be in a relationship with an A plus list singer? That maybe he took a hit from a blunt that's a famous meme now. He's um, a super uh, billionaire, trillionaire dude. Kanye? Billionaire 
dude. No, it's a guy that's like a business guy that's like a spaceman. Oh, Elon Musk. And who is Elon Musk in a relationship with? Grimes. Oh, Grimes. Yes. This Grimes is such a weird roundup. How did wait? This is. Uh, I prefer my. My brain I is my all version. over the place. Grimes gave Dave Chappelle COVID, apparently, according to this flight item, even though Joe Rogan has has said that that is not true. Apparently, Chappelle's COVID diagnosis comes in the heels of him partying with Elon Musk, Grimes, and Joe Rogan, which comes on the heels of Grimes recently having COVID. Rogan denies it was her who gave it to Chappelle, and Rogan has tested negative over... Uh, Day after day after day, because of course he has like his own fucking COVID test doctor or whatever. So he wait, gets- but wait, does that be- so Grimes and Chappelle have been partying? So yeah. he's also been partying with Elon Musk. Yes, because Elon Musk and Rogan are like are like boys. Oh, I didn't know these things. They all have like their like con- contrarian hangout sessions. You yeah. Know? And I know. I think that's why I kind of just avoid all. I'm, I like, I'm going to be a self-admitted like person who has listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. Even I have fallen off with his like anti-masky kind of talk that it makes me just furious. So and so I kind of I hate that Chappelle got it. I wish Rogan had gotten it uh, <laughs> in a way because I he's so like, it's fine. That's why I moved to Texas. Nobody cares in Texas. So I can just do whatever. So as much as I hate that Chappelle got it, I'm kind of glad at least Rogan maybe got a tiny wake up call. Like, no, you can't just fucking buy your way out of this. Like you have to take precautions. You have to treat this seriously. And they've been doing a bunch of shows in Texas too, in Austin and charging out the fucking nose for him, charging out the thing that I had a man violate earlier to make sure I was negative. You gotta <laughs> test. You're fine. Oh, it was awful. Oh my god. What what am I oh I'm looking at 106.3 the groove because I was looking up um Dave Chappelle hanging out with Elon Musk. And this I am calling them out. It says Elliot Page files for divorce, but the picture is of Justin Bieber. Wow. Just throwing that out there. Very, very bad. That is rough. Um, but that's fine. Interesting. <laughs> How do you fuck up that bad? <laughs> Justin Bieber. Um, but that's all. But apparently Dave Chappelle is asymptomatic, so that is good. And hopefully Chappelle will be fine. He's hopefully we are right. The first thing I think about right. is that dude chain smokes. So I'm just like, dude, yeah. I really hope he's not having, um, he doesn't get any lung issues because, man, that's going to be rough on him. So yeah. I, I do like Chappelle, so. I know he's also kind of has said things, but, you know. Uh, yeah, but I always loved, I always loved Chappelle. Uh, either way, uh, in lieu of a third blind item, I have some more fish fuck theories. According for one Tom Cruise. Yeah, this so is, this is it's just from, like this used to be the genre section. Now it's the fish fuck section. Yes, it's fine. Now it's Tom Cruise. Well, I mean, Jantra, up your game, brah. Now we're fucking well, fish. Well, his wife died this yeah. year, so I imagine maybe he'll be like, wacky in twenty twenty two. I hope be wacky. he Coming has back some in a wacky big way. boy times, but back when he can, I think he's, you know, when he can fly airplanes with young men again, he's really going to be at it. He's got to start. He's got to get start getting massages from like animals and stuff to even be relevant at this point. I mean, that's where we're <laughs> at. Yeah, he's got to up his game. Yeah. So, so this is comes in from Misha. Um, his son, and thank you, Misha, by the way, uh, page7podcast at gmail.com, page the number 7 podcast at gmail.com. These emails are awesome. Thank you so much, everybody who submits stuff. 
uh, even if I don't read them on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so Misha says, his son is treated like a god in Clearwater. Now, we talked about this last week. By the way, a little aside, his son loves fishing, lives in Clearwater, which is the home base of Scientology, and this was a theory. Very close to my hometown. This was kind of an interesting theory that I got. We, By the way, we must have gotten like 10, 15 emails about how his son loves Catching fish <laughs> as like a connector to the fish fuck theory, which is so I love it. His son is treated like a god in Clearwater. He is allowed to into the most important areas of Scientology buildings and is fawned over by the highest level individuals. Clearly, the whole community is looking at him as a potential continuation of Tom Cruise's very polished legacy in the church and the public eye, as we have seen how important celebrities are to their image. Meanwhile, he just hangs out in board shorts and flip-flops while chain-smoking and fishing all day. He didn't follow his father into acting. He is a Scientologist. But if he spends all his time fishing and partying and rejecting, achieving high celeb status, perhaps he isn't taking his duties as seriously as his father and his handlers would like him to? So my theory, long story short, is that Tom Cruise is outraged that fish are all his son cares about. But instead of getting directly mad at his son... He did buy his son a top-of-the-line fishing boat. He just desecrates fish secretly to get his psychotic rage out. Given his past manic behavior and outbursts, I don't think this is an unreasonable assumption. <laughs> that in order to punish his son, he fucks fish. <laughs> Thanks for reading Love from Canada. Thank you so much, Misha. So what do y'all think about that? It. I love uh, 100%. I think it's great. I think it's so funny. Um... Probably not, because I'm going to go ahead and guess that I feel like Tom Cruise never thinks about his children because he does have multiple children. And a lot of them he um, doesn't reference or talk about. <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, good for the son, I guess, for for living out your fish fantasies. But I I imagine he's not trying to get closer unfortunately yes yes um uh molly do, were you gonna say something yeah yeah no no i i was gonna <laughs> so i was I think trying she to doesn't s- want to get anywhere near this uh I'm, I'm going down a really weird <laughs> hole in my brain where i for some reason every time i think about tom cruise's fish loving son i think about tom hanks's son chet hanks and then i just start oh. thinking about all the funny things chet hanks does and so that is those two things are literally not at all related. I just have an association of Tom Cruise's fish son with Tom Hanks's bad son. Um, here's a second opinion from Laura, and maybe you guys can decide which one you think is the stronger theory. Speaking of John Travolta, by the way, the theory is that if Cruise or Travolta step out of line in any way in the eyes of the church, the Church of Scientology, Whatever that slight may be, that Scientology can plant and push these stories to keep the boys in check, as it were. So all these stories about the massage and stuff, the fish stuff, all this is maybe actually being leaked, being being thrown out as misinformation, misdirects from the Church of Scientology to keep them in line. Even though Scientology states, this is again from Laura, that they don't discriminate, they really do, and have terrible views and treatment regarding LGBTQ plus folks. Could Scientology be planting these stories from fucking fish to not being straight to purposely keep the boys on edge? Like a reminder to stay in line. We, Scientology, hold your nuts in a vice kind of thing. Whoa. No way the Church of Scientology <laughs> is that funny to choose. A, that, that is such a funny, like, they, are they really, I know they're weird as hell, but are they really sitting back there being like, let's make everyone thinks he fucks fish? Like, that's so funny. Uh, all right, so do you think of the two, 
two theories, what do you think is the stronger? That Scientology is planting these stories or that this is all an act of revenge against his son? Whoa. His fish-loving son. He thinks they're beauties of the ocean, and so Tom Cruise takes him into a nasty bathroom and has his filthy way of them to say, (laughs) Connor, I don't like you. I will also say... I was a little wrong because in looking up, it seemed that Connor Cruz is the closest to his father, which is the child that we were talking about. See? He's not a child. Um, he is now an adult. But he does seem to be the closest to his father. So, or maybe it is a way for them. I think that idea, but with an addendum of maybe he's doing it as a way, you know, to get to know fish on a different level, so he can identify with his child. <laughs> why is, why, your son fishes, so you like to get fish from a market and go into a bathroom stall with them? <laughs> Molly, we no are just trying to make sense of the world. We're trying there to make is. sense of the world. If this is the case, we have several confirmed incidents. He likes to take a, a full fish from a fishmonger, <laughs> take it into a bathroom, have do something with it that would involve... Dad's putting it in a trash can with a bunch of uh, crumpled up paper towels. We, I guess we, that's the thing. We don't necessarily, no one's like seen him have sex with a fish, which is the, that's the <gasps> assumption. So why, Molly? You tell us why. I don't you know. tell us why. I don't think I can choose from these two theories because as much as I appreciate them, and I think they're very good, I cannot, again, I just can't imagine that the Church of Scientology came up with something so good. And I don't think that it's a good way to get close to your son to buy a dead fish that has already been packaged to be sold and be like, see, I also love fish. But, but it, you know, it has to be that one because maybe he's, he's just that trying. clueless. He's trying. He's trying. He's like, you love dead fish? I love dead fish. I'll buy a dead fish. I'll show you. Alone in a bathroom fish. stall. It'll make me closer to you. <laughs> I... Love it. I love it. And I love the theories. And if you could think of any other ones, please hit us up at page seven yes, podcast at gmail.com because I'm really thoroughly enjoying all of the emails. Yeah. And, um, you know, <gasps> don't feel bad for Ben Affleck. Oh, man. Cloris Leachman just died. Oh, geez. What would, what man, did she she's do? 94, so I understand. But, no, no, you know, I know what she that's did. fine. Cloris. You know Cloris Leachman. Mary oh, Tyler she, Moore show, her. Young Frankenstein, like every, you know, I love every, her. she's the, one of the funniest, she's, she's one of the funniest people to have ever existed. Aww. Yeah. I love Cloris Leachman. Oh, that is um, sad. 94 though, she had a good run. Sorry, I just saw, I just saw it while, you know, I was um, clicking out of my things and it made me momentarily sad and you know I share everything with you. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening to our show today. Cloris Leachman's dead. Think about that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> think about that. I don't want. I, think about uh, it. Cloris Leachman's dead. Tom Cruise, you know, l- misses his son, and he loves. Fish. Yes, he probably does. While well, he's down there having the time of his life in Clearwater, Florida, I will tell you, they uh, they definitely changed that entire city, and it's all owned by Scientologists. Still very beautiful, but you know, there are lots of beaches around there. You don't got to just, I'm not going to talk about Clearwater, Florida right now. And <laughs> I just want to say that my name is Jackie Zabrowski, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. And please check out the LPN show this week. I'm hosting with Henry, and we interviewed Leighton Gray, who is one of the creators of 
Dream Daddy, Dream Daddy, which is one of my favorite dating simulator games. You should check that out as well. I love it. All right, me, mine, Holden, my name B, and <laughs> I am here for to talk, but I also talk good and well on the Twitch stream, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenator. So check us out, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Jack, you're killing it these days, um, uh, and I'm so sorry the Twilight was spilt, spoiled for you, but um, it won't be spoiled for you listeners who are following along with her thing I don't, uh, uh, so anyways if it's spoiled for me it's spoiled <laughs> for everyone we're all in this together as evidenced by this show where you spoiled it like five times five throughout times. the episode so no times. one can even skip it they can't skip it i said skip it before and i take it back now you know now we're all in it together <laughs> i'm i am excited to uh continue to do this in sunny sunny la and until then take care all my lovely little babies that's my new sign off ew that you're you're <laughs> It feels a little bit Gaga-ish, yet not yet weirder. So, well, I had to listen to Lady Gaga for some reason while that man shoved that thing up my nose earlier. Uh, so now I may I'm turning into her. So there you go. Well, my name is Molly. I'm gonna miss seeing Holden even more than I've missed him the last ten months that I haven't seen him. And please, both of you, come back to New York as soon as everything is open. And I am MJKLCat on Instagram. Hell yeah. New York isn't New York without you, love. It's oh, my God. Whatever. The playlist is going to be great. Check it out. <laughs> Goodbye, New York, uh, under Jackie Zabrowski and Spotify. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 